Welcome to The Big Deal, where we'll unlock the details and drama behind the business of sport in Australia and around the world. Join me, Warren Treadray, along with Andrew Montessi, Dion Heyman and our expert guests as we take you into the boardroom for behind-the-scenes access and analysis of contracts, negotiations, endorsements and more. Don't forget to sign up at www.thebigdeal.au for a weekly wrap of the latest deals, breaking news and many more exclusive opportunities. Welcome to another episode of The Big Deal. I'm Andrew Montesi, joined again by AFL legend Warren Treadray. Now, Treaders, we're going to get straight into it because we're talking AFL and your club, Port Adelaide, and you're gravely concerned about this year and the bigger picture. Yeah, that's right, Monty. I think at the moment, Port Adelaide sitting one and two after a win against um, Brisbane in round one. Um, and then you follow with getting flogged by Collingwood and conceding 21 goals. And I get it, 71 points. They're a ripping team, probably the best team in the comp right now. But then probably what highlights it more than ever is that Brisbane aren't going that well. And on the weekend, Port Adelaide lost to their arch rival by um, five goals. They conceded the last six goals of the game. They conceded 18 goals for the match. So that's 39 goals in two weeks. So they can't stop the bleeding. There's a question and an element of fans with a disconnect with their board and with their coach. Um, and I just look for where Ken Hinckley sits, where he's been there 10 years. Um, he's contracted through to the end of the year. And it, for me, it just looks, albeit round three, it just looks untenable. When they've got Sydney and Sydney followed by the Bulldogs and gather round at home, there's an element of the fans where it's going to start to bite Port Adelaide in the hip pocket if they don't seriously consider where they're going. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, it is – what three rounds in, and and you you are the sort of guy that isn't going to panic or or beat things up. So it is interesting that you're coming out with these concerns. You mentioned the word untenable. Like, what is it about this that is so untenable to the point where you are raising the alarm so early in the season? Well, it's funny. I always go. The only thing that holds me back is, is it's round three. But you want to state the facts. Um, they're playing poorly. It looks like the message is not getting through. They got beaten up by a team that's in total rebuild mode on a night where Port Adelaide fought so hard with Collingwood over the last five years to get permission to wear their historical Port Adelaide magpies. They call it the prison bars, but the pile on Guernsey. So on a night which is a home final, a home a showdown against Adelaide, against a team that's rebuilding, for three quarters of the game, they're in the contest. They're a five-goal better team than Adelaide, but you know what? Are they? Do we overrate them? Are they that good? You know, Ken Hinckley has said at the, the season launch, and he's not silly, he knows he's under the pump. He knows that he's probably going to have to get to a prelim final to win a job, you know, get an extension. But they are a long way from a team that's going to play off in a prelim. They're no guarantee to make finals right now. And I get it's early in the season. But for me, it's just like, you know what? He's not going to be there in 2024. I can't see it. If he does, well, I'll be first to say well done. But right now, it just looks untenable. And you go through the situation in the off-season last year. You know, there was a discussion, my understanding, between the board and Ken's management to say, if anyone comes and stands in, you know, we're not going to stand in your way. You still have one year on a contract if you want to take up a more lucrative long-term deal because there's no guarantees moving forward. Well, that was all okay until David Cost, the port president, heard when, you know, there, there was interest in the media that Essendon was coming or North Melbourne was interested if they couldn't get Clarkson. And he pretty much come out and said, no, nah, it's not happening. So that went against the board 
uh, from my understanding, that wasn't well re- well received within the footy club because everyone had been on the same page until then. So right now it looks as if the Port Adelaide faithful are really losing patience. And don't get me wrong, Port Adelaide, it's not in the sample anymore. They're not winning the premiership every second year. It's a really competitive industry. But for a team that's just constantly talked it up, and I sent a tweet on the weekend, well done at Adelaide Footy Club, too good, brilliant, tough, too hard. One team walked the walk, one team talked the talk. And I talked about this last week on 5AA. Port have constantly talked up stuff. They put a, they saw Richmond's blueprint and says, we want to win one you know, premiership in the next five years, we want to be debt-free and 100,000 members. And everyone laughed at Benny Garwin, and Peggy O'Neill and Richmond Footy Club. Well, you know what? They won three flags. Port decided two years ago they'd come out and say, we're going to win three and five. Well, that tells me right now, after missing finals twice, or not, not winning a premiership twice, they're going to win three and three. Well, right now they're one and two and seriously out of form. So I reckon there's a massive disconnect between the club and their members, um, and it just doesn't seem like they're on the same page because they're sick of the promises and they want to see the action on the field. And I just look at it and it just looks untenable for me because what at what stage are the club going to make a call? Now, you've got Josh Carr, who's an assistant who's come in from Fremantle, who could be ready to go. And maybe if they are tough and make a daring call, they could be in a position to make finals. There is a new coach bounce. There is a lot of pressure. There is all this sort of stuff. And there's a lot of upside to suggest that a bloke who plays that way has coached in his own right, effectively got forced out of Port many years ago, went to North Adelaide, coached the Premiership, went to Fremantle for four years or three years, worked under Justin Longmuir brilliantly. He's now assistant, senior assistant coach at Port. If I was in a situation, it'd have to be a discussion on the board instead of saying business as usual, which is my discussions with someone at the club at the moment. For me, it just looks untenable. There's a real disconnect between the fans and Port. You know, it was only last year, Monty, that uh, the CEO, Matthew Richardson, the chairman, David Koch, and the coach, Ken Hinckley, all before a game in Melbourne, talked about the fans being white noise. We don't listen to the white noise. I get that's a media plan. But it's just disrespecting your fans. So I see Port Adelaide right now really disengaged with an element of their membership. And I get it's not, it doesn't have to be perfect. But when you put up performances like that, they're entitled to be pissed off. They, they're, your, mm. they're your economy. They're the ones that support your major sponsor, MG, and buy the car. They're the ones that forked out the money in COVID when they only got to half of the games. You know, they don't feel like they're being listened to. Now, and I don't have my Twitter feed blow up. I've constantly questioned anyone, whether it's Port Adelaide or Adelaide in this town or different issues. I, I'm not, I'm frustrated. And I put, you know, I put myself up to run for a vacant board position because I wasn't happy with what I saw. I thought I could help improve. Um, and it hasn't stemmed those thoughts for me. Do I want to get on the board? Not on my agenda right now. I'm back working the media, but I'm looking from the outside going, this is an in synergy here, mm. and if Port aren't careful, they'll be in a situation that, let's face it, Ken was always in an untenable situation heading into this year, and it was unfair on him, but he runs the contract out, right? His senior players aren't getting a kick. They can't stop the bleeding on the footy field, and off the field it just seems like the board members and senior management aren't listening to the fans at all. So you... So what you're basically saying is, look, he's not going to get re-signed. No, can't see everyone, that. Everyone, everyone knows that. Yeah. So therefore, at this point, with the way things are heading, could it be in their best interest to just part ways, start fresh? Because 
are you also suggesting that the longer this goes on, the worse it gets? Yeah, well, the longer this goes on, I, every single point you said there, I can't see Ken being recontracted for, a, what was it, 11th or 12th or 12th or 13th year, whatever it is, started 2013, how's my maths going? Um, but he won't be there in 24 in my eyes, right? Um, and the longer it goes on, the longer it hurts attendance. And we're a business sports podcast. There's dollars involved in this, right? Mm. They're committed. He'll still get paid. You could find someone from within. And no doubt they went after Josh Carr with, with whilst there's no promise, I, I know for a fact, well, I don't know for a fact, I haven't seen the contracts, but I've spoken to enough people to suggest there's no guarantee that Josh Carr will be coached. But I know the guy personally. He's For a bloke who's such an on-field warrior, he's very composed, but reports anyone speaks to him in terms of coaching, he's brilliant. Um, he came out of the same coaching academy as Damian Hardwick under Mark Williams, Brendan Laid, Brett Montgomery, Adam Kingsley, senior coach, um, Stuart Jew, senior coach. So there's a lot to like about where it hits. And, and right now, I, I just look at Port and go, would I ever consider someone not coaching a club from round three? It sounds ridiculous, but... If Ken knows he's not going to be there next year, the board knows he's not going to be there next year. What are we? Who are we kidding? We're effectively mm. playing at a, a mulligan in golf. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and to be clear, I mean, based on what you're saying, it's not you're not potting Ken specifically. Like it's just you know, in some ways you actually you actually feel for him though, don't you? Like there's you've got a lot of yeah. Well, empathy I've had, there I've, I've butted heads with him in the past. And that's off the back of nothing personal. It's just performance. It's a, you know, team gets to a home prelim, doesn't rock up against the Bulldogs. I know he didn't take kindly to some stuff I wrote, and I don't write the headlines. But at the end of the game, it's it's cutting, it's truthful, it's not made up. Yeah, you know, and I've walked that life too. Got to a stage where we were top twice in a year and didn't get to a, a grand final before we did no four and had the success. But I just look at the situation right now and. Whether, whether the club's in denial or they're hoping it'll improve or go away, well, they started last year 0 and 5 after being prelim finals the previous two years and falling short. They didn't finish the finals last year, I think, by uh, whether they finished 11th or 13th or something around that mark. For a team that's a lot better than what they are, right now they talk up that they're the best team around. It's just too much talking and enough walking. So I just look at it and go, where does it go? If your fans weren't seriously pissed, this isn't a decision you have to make. But if this starts affecting your attendance, this starts affecting your feedback, they don't feel like they're listening. And, and I guarantee you that's the case because I work on TalkBack on radio. The phones blow up. I see the comments every time you post on social media. <laughs> Everyone's like, Ken, it's all Ken-related comments. Well, the, the buck does fall with the senior coach, but it also falls with the board members who appointed him and the CEO who backed him too. So it, it, it is that's the game. Yeah. You know, did Alistair Clarkson not get re-signed. No, he got sacked. And this is the greatest coach of the modern era. <laughs> so yeah. no one has, you know, even former players who love their club, you know, even the, the great Mark Rusciuto is, you know, people want to axe him from the board and he's one of their favourite sons, arguably the best ever player with McLeod. So yeah. the, the, the realistic things is this all comes back to performance. Mm. And, you know, and, when there was a situation potentially part ways in the offseason, whether they wanted to do that or not, but when the fans are livid because the club has been embarrassed in two weeks in a row, right? And, and let's face it, I'm picking best players for Port Adelaide only in the showdown. I found two, Rosie and Pal Pepper. 
Yes, not way to numbers. That's not going to get you going. And there's something missing. So too many guys out of form. Lots of talk. No, no real connection. And oh, I think if the club was serious, and if I was a board member, we'd have to be sitting there having a discussion about where this goes and, and where it looks like, not just being complete denial. I mean, there may be some who would say, "Look, you know, traders, you've just mentioned you you tried to get on the board. You know, obviously." potential chats with Koshi. You mentioned you've had some issues with Ken or he's had some issues with things that you've written in the past. Oh, you know, this is just Treaders getting personal. Treaders is annoyed at the club and he's now having a crack. What would you say to people that would say that? Uh, No. No, That's all real. I'm not going to deny that. That's all real. Um, But what I will say is I've never been more disconnected in my club than right now. And I don't like what I see. And that's why I tried to get involved. But mm. don't get me wrong. It was their prerogative whether they wanted me or not. And they didn't. But as a former player, I do feel that they're happy for you to roll out for the photo and use you. But they don't want – it's very controlled. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't want outside influences. But, you know, my naivety was that I'd get involved and try and help out. And I was suggested to by Darren Cale and spoke with him at great length and thought I could help. But I'm a realist. If I'm not wanted, I'm not wanted. But what I'm seeing, I'm not creating this out of nothing. Everyone can see it. When Josh Carl's appointed, every fan in the world goes, oh, he's there to take over, mm. right? I didn't say for Ken Inkley to say, this is the best list I've got and watch out, I feel real good about this, we're coming. But for two mm. and one and to be kicked off the park two weeks in a row, don't worry, if they go on to win the next 10 and play finals in the prelim, I'll sit there and go, well, the board will write to back him in. But I just look at it right now and go... There's a lot to suggest that it's not heading the way and it's in a really uncomfortable position for a senior coach and only Ken can ask if he's up for the fight. And the easy answer is yes, but that's all going to be off the back of the proof of performance. So there's a lot of pressure for the CEO, the coaching department, the footy department after putting out two horrible performances and people say, oh, this is ridiculous and no way to treat someone, but... Yeah, I actually think by maybe making a tough call, it might be the best way to treat someone because I just Amazing. look at he's on a he's on a hiding to nothing before the season started. Because unless the team flies out blocks, these questions are going to remain. And but no one expected to be belted off the ground like Collingwood to that extent. I expected, like most punters, think, well, who's the team that could fall out the eight? Collingwood, because they won so many games by under two goals. Well, they've got better, right? And you know, Adelaide's got better. And to be kicked off, and this is the big bit, kicked off against your arch rival in your Guernsey you fought so hard for and to give up the last six goals without a whimper. And I watched the press conference. There were no answers. So understandably, the, the fans are going to be bashing on the door. And when they're called white noise 12 months earlier, I can understand, well, the, the board has got some serious pressure on them. What are your broader concerns for the club, particularly if tough decisions like what you're suggesting don't get made? Yeah, well, I've had an inkling for a number of years. I don't think they're up for the tough calls. I know they've made some really tough list management calls. Um, and I'm actually I'm a fan of their list management department and what they've done to get some key people in. Um, but this all stems back to a bit of 2017 too when Gold Coast came calling and you know, Ken will say he didn't, but I know for a fact he had a five-year deal on the table to take over the Gold Coast before they put Dewey on, and he effectively wanted out, and Port rolled over and offered him extension and a hell of a lot more money. I just felt at the time 
if someone wants to go, you let them go. And I've just felt for a number of times some of the decision-making has actually been weak. Um, you know, brutal. You know, look at some of the other coaching, you know, Hawthorne, like it or not, they were brutal on Clarkson. Mm-hmm. Like it or not, North Melbourne, they were brutal on um, Noble. Essendon, they were brutal on Rutten. St Kilda were brutal on Ratton. Two years extension, six months later, blew it up. I don't see that brutalness from Port Adelaide. Ruthlessness. That's what the club's been known for, and that's what the fans are struggling for too. All right. Well, thank you, Treaders. Thanks for tuning in, everyone, to the Big Deal podcast to hear more news and views from Treaders on the AFL and all of the other major sports in Australia and around the world. Make sure you subscribe to the show on your favourite podcast player and also join our community at www.thebigdeal.au. Before you go, don't forget to join our community by subscribing for free at www.thebigdeal.au and get a weekly email bringing together the hottest sports deals, breaking sports biz news as it happens, and much more. Join me at www.thebigdeal.au.